0: Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska Baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media.
1: Welcome to Heard at Sports Radio. Stevens out front. Stevens with O'Brien on him. We'll shake and bake. Pull up two. 67 Buffalo's racing forward for it, 2.37 to go. Carolina's got to get something here offensively and get some stops. Davis dribbles from the right corner through traffic to the top to reset. The shot clock down to eight for Cadeau, 6.57 to go. Cadeau to Davis, didn't catch it cleanly, but is able to shoot it cleanly right through the net. Comes into the left corner, Xavier Brown, one-hands a pass rear, open right corner, three hits it! By 14. 3.05 left in the second half. Wing Breer delivering. If we get down to the wire. Cavaliers have it in the hands-up. Beekman with 10 to shoot. Jump pass to Groves. Cast the rock to Dunn. Shovel handoff to Rohde with 6 to shoot. Rohde pulls up for a three. It's it. good! Wood! Wow. And the Hoos lead by 14. Two seconds, one second. It is over. It is over. Arkansas wins it. Here they come. Here they come. Duke trying to get off the floor, and they are rushing the oh, floor it. at Bud Walton Arena. Arkansas wins at 80-75. to This is one of those Razorback moments. We're, we're doing everything we can to get this moved in the right direction, and if anyone thinks that this is a one-year deal, then... God, you know, God bless them. Like, this is a this is a, this is is a, a build. Like, this is a complete and total build. I'm not, I'm not saying we build. I'm just saying you got to build this thing the right way and build the program. So I'm proud of what we've done. I'm proud of the work that all the coaches and players have put in. Um, I think it's awesome that there's this much coverage. I think it's awesome. But, you know, at your darkest moments, like, you know, you're sitting there after that last game, and, I, again, I wake up the next day and I'm just crushed for those seniors.
2: Good morning. Welcome in to Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Good morning. We're live on AM 590 ESPN Omaha ESPN Tri-Cities and live from the Herd Out Sports Bar and Grill and H&H Chevrolet Stage. Of course, you can join us on YouTube or Twitter as well, as our guy TK already has on the YouTube stream. He's always here bright and early. I appreciate that about him. You can always count on TK. Uh, that is one of my favorite things about him. Is half the time he comments before the show starts, <laughs> which I like. I love that 6 about. 6:58 a.m. Yeah, today. We love love that about TK. You know he's working out. Is he? Is that what he's doing? Oh yeah, he works out in this, in, in the first hour of our show. Man, those uh, those early morning workout guys always. I did it sometimes, but man, that was not my jam was not about that life. I was a I was a I'm a nighttime workout guy. That's wh- that's where I live. So I used to be and then when I was in Sioux City, I became a morning guy cuz I
0: worked nights mm-hmm. um, as a sports anchor up there. And so I did CrossFit and you know people that do CrossFit, they only talk about CrossFit. <laughs> and so for 8 months I did CrossFit, which was great. Like I was in the best shape of my life mm-hmm. and then I just, you know, you get lazy. Um, yeah. Sometimes you, uh, you get smacked with that gray cloud over your head and you're just like,
1: I don't really <laughs> want to go today. And
0: then that became, I don't really want to go today either. Yep. And then, you know, a week later, it's like, I don't really want to do this anymore. <laughs> and so I haven't done CrossFit since. Um, but, but I think I'd still be a morning guy. today. So? I think I would because when the day is over, I don't want to have to do anything. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. I'd rather start my day doing something of extreme physical activity yeah. than end the day and then be like, whether it's before dinner where you can like recover and then chill, or it's after dinner, because I know a ton of people that just do it at like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Is yeah, that, when, that was what me. You're that was, to? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, see, I can't do that because I know, like, okay, I'm working out and then I'm going to bed. Yeah. And that's just not for me.
2: Well, so I was, I was a, usually a late-to-bed guy, too, so I would usually get something to eat after work. I would go to the gym. Then I'd get, like, my big meal, my recovery meal after the gym, and I'd stay up for, like, an hour or two, and I'd go to bed around 11 or midnight. But part of it for me was, like, when I was back, uh, like, powerlifting and, like, super into it and everything – like It was like my reward at the end of the day. is That was my reward for getting to right. the end of the day. Was, no, I understand all that. Right, now you get to go to the gym. And so that was part of the reason I did it, too. Um, and, you know, you never know it by the job I have now, but I'm not like a super morning person. Uh, and so that's why I've got the energy drinks every day. Oh, don't day. worry.
0: Even when I worked out in the
2: morning, <laughs> I wasn't a morning person. But obviously uh, being on here with, with you is uh, – Kind of pre-preempts the the morning workouts, even if I were to go that direction. Is that because so. I'm your energy drink. Yeah, you just you just put the that spark plug pep right in my step. No, it's uh, which I wonder if this uh, this drink is clear today. There's just oh. is it clear? Or we got a I, color
0: there. I, it looks like a color, but I almost spilled it on my pants. Well, try, <laughs> try not. To. I was just trying to like look through the tab and didn't realize how full it was. Get, like, what, what do you think there? Getting huh? a little excited like, you see, there. You see that? I can't. Uh, it's, it's I on, think like, it's, clear. it's on the rim. Like look at the rim there.
2: Oh, that God, it looks like a green tinge almost. Yeah, we're going to have to pour this out what here flavor? Soon. What flavor this is, is that? This is orange. Yeah, orange should never literally, not be green. <laughs> <laughs> but You know what? I,
0: I was caught by surprise yesterday, too, uh, with the other flavor of live-fit sparkling water that I've been drinking. But I will tell you this. Yeah. This flavor tastes a lot like the orange high-sea you get from the Golden oh.
2: Arches. Oh. Okay. it has a little
0: sparkle and i i'm not i'd rather have it flat like yeah. it comes
2: out of the tap there but it's a similar flavor and
0: i okay. like it okay
2: i like it too you know what else i like is our guy Tony White. Yeah, and hopefully no one else likes him as much as we do. We need to have a little discussion about Tony White because I'm getting <laughs> this, is, this
0: is funny because that's how I think about Matt Rule yeah. in his office when he's talking to everybody else but Tony White. Like, yeah. He brings them all in for this war room conversation <laughs> and he's like,
2: we need to have a conversation <laughs> about Tony White. <laughs> I, uh, I'm getting a little bit nervous about the USC rumors. And I don't know if they're real or not because most of what happens on the internet, not most, but there's a lot of things that happen on the internet. that are a little, it gets carried away, suspect at best in terms of accuracy of the information. We uh, haven't sp- seen any of that this week. We haven't seen any of yeah, that. I mean, the, exactly the entire history of the internet. Um, but it's always right. There, it's on the internet, <laughs> it's true. There is a. Rumor out there that USC is interested in Tony White for their defensive coordinator job. They fired Alex Grinch in season, and I mean, he would be a good hire for USC. I mean, that would be a terrific hire for USC. So that's why it concerns me first and foremost, is because it makes sense. It's from a part of the country that he has spent a lot of his life, that Southern California region, whether it's going to college at UCLA, spending eight or nine years at San Diego State. I'm actually less worried about the San Diego State head coaching job than than I am about the USC job, because from what our guy Adam McClintock is telling us, he thinks they're going offense there, and I think he's right. Um, So I'm not super worried about Tony White there. I am pretty worried about that USC job, even though I didn't think a sitting D coordinator job was going to – be able to pry him away from Nebraska, and I still don't because I think Nebraska will match whatever he's being offered, but because it is kind of in his home region, because it is on a team that, especially if Caleb Williams decides to come back, is going to be a national title contender if they have an even functional defense. And you go from, I mean, if you're Tony White, you're sitting there and be like, okay, my defense was awesome this year and we could only score 18 points per game, and 28 of those were against Louisiana Tech, and 31 of those were against Northern Illinois, or I might have flipped those numbers, but you know what I mean. Or I can go to USC, where my defense can be slightly below average, and we're going to win 11 games. Probably, right? I don't totally know what it looks slightly like in the below big... below average, if that.
0: That's what I mean. What you need to remember is... Tony White did what at Nebraska yeah. in one year's time? Yeah, like yes, there were a lot of good bodies still in the room that he was able to just be like, "Wow, you know, we're in really good shape." Mm-hmm. But going to a school like USC, you know, they have just as talented of men in that, <sighs> probably more. And, to and be if fair. Tony White could easily just slot right in and go,
2: "Hmm, I can work with this." Yes, but that's my point: is the bar is so low for what would make USC go from eight and four or whatever they finished this year to? 10, 11, 12 wins, like literally all they need is just not an atrocious defense. It's the exact opposite situation he was in this year with Nebraska. And you just wonder to what degree the situation this year at Nebraska frustrated him. Because it'd be pretty easy to understand him sitting there and being like, you know what, that wasn't my favorite thing in the world, having to, putting up these great defensive performances and not really having anything to show for it. So I think Nebraska will match. I think Nebraska will pay him what it needs to be whatever he needs to be paid to stick around for another year. Because I don't think they're gonna keep him for much longer than another year. Like I pretty much halfway through the year I started thinking, uh, this is a two year guy and then he's gonna move on to bigger Especially
0: if the success is continues. Repeated.
2: Yeah. And with the guys returning, I think he's got a pretty good shot at that. The question and and maybe we we could talk about this at some point, the way the front half of the schedule lines up for Nebraska next year. I know it's a little early to assume, but seven wins aren't off the table in the first seven games. not a juggernaut through a little more than halfway through the season. Now, the end of the season is Yeah, you
0: get USC, UCLA, Wisconsin, Iowa, and I think Ohio
2: State. Ohio State. It is a rough end of the year. Dude, I have no, no bones about it, right? But that front half is pretty manageable. And so if he goes, if he comes back, they get a really good start to the season. There's a lot of there's a lot of Mike Riley 2016 vibes to the way the schedule sets up next year. I could see him being not only a hot commodity for What's whatever that? D coordinator job he wants, but more likely being a hot commodity for some of those really good group of five school jobs, maybe even some of the lesser power five school jobs. So I'm a, I, I still think Nebraska keeps him for one more year, but I am a little worried about USC. Yeah, now on the other end of the worry stick, you know, part of me thinks
0: because I haven't seen a major media outlet report on this, sure. I've only seen really one source um control this narrative that this could be you know a smoke screen mm-hmm. it could be a move made by tony white's agent that is trying to force nebraska's hand and say like all right it's time to pay the man mm-hmm. it's it's time to do it now we're not waiting any longer it's time to do it right now uh, now usc as you said is is an attractive job and it it's is. attainable for it for is. Tony White as well and he's got a lot of experience he did a, a ton of good stuff at, at Syracuse before he got to Nebraska and in just one year you saw what he did yes that could get recreated at USC but USC is also a spot that is like the perfect the it's the perfect job on the market right now To give Tony White everything he wants. Mm -hmm. All season, we were talking about. When when Nebraska was five and three Mm -hmm. and the and the chatter of Tony White started to pick up of you gotta pay him, you gotta pay him, you gotta pay him because hey, by the end of the season he could be a head coach somewhere. And I had brought up well, shoot, he could be a D.C. somewhere else, too. And that was kind of, like, shot down immediately. It was like, no way. He, I mean, if anything, Nebraska can just offer him his money and that's and that's. Yeah, that. I really didn't which, think he would
2: leave for another which, D.C. job.
0: you know, 99% of the time is true. This is the 1%, though. <laughs> this scary. is the job out there yeah. that even if it was a smokescreen, it makes sense and only makes sense mm-hmm. to smokescreen. Yeah. Because this is where Tony White lived for at least, what,
2: four to – 10 years of his life in, in, in the California area. Yeah, you go know, to Southern California, you're looking at almost, I, I think, 13, 14 years of his life. So, so okay, Well, will add,
0: add a few onto that number. And then, you know, as you said, they're, they're a national title contender. They have that ability, even if Caleb Williams doesn't return. Yeah, because uh,
2: they've got five stars sitting right yeah, behind yeah, him. Yeah, they
0: have, they have plenty of other, plenty of other options him. And below. if Lincoln
2: Riley's proved anything, it's that he will turn whatever quarterback he has – basically into a Heisman contender. I mean, that's... And now I haven't looked at USC's schedule. No. I haven't either. So I, I, haven't either.
0: I can't sit here and say, like, just like we did with Nebraska, oh, they could have seven wins but off the But you know bat. with
2: Lincoln Riley, you're going to have the offense, and if you've got even a functional defense, they're going to be in that neighborhood. But uh, to kind of round out my point, that's why I think this is,
0: you know, just smoke of a rumor. Okay. Uh, um, I, I, I think it's just a moment of, hey, there's a job open. We can get Tony paid. Uh, We're going to have somebody tweet out that USC is interested, Mm -hmm. Um, and that is going to force Nebraska's hand. I don't see him moving on. I don't see that happening. Until I see a major media outlet report on this story, which you would think by now would have already happened, to me, Tony White is stuck in Nebraska for another year, and he's going to get paid. Yeah, I don't know if I would use
2: the term stuck, but, but, but I, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. that, like, with the best intentions. Yes, yeah. Like, for Nebraska fans, I think he's stuck. Right. Like, he, he's not moving. He's stuck in the mud here in Nebraska. It, stuck, yes, it, it seems like a, a degrading term for what we're talking right. about. yeah. I, I mean, but I could say I think he's staying, and that's, yes. like, an easier, easier thing to digest. But I'm going to use stuck because I really – I'm more – Instead of 50-50, I'm more 70-30 that he's staying at Nebraska and that this is just a rumor right now.
2: Yeah, and that's – i I'm hoping and I think you're right that um, it's more likely that this is a leverage play more than anything, which is okay. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Um, as a couple of people point out, I did miss misspeak earlier about the SDSU job which was filled by Sean Lewis yesterday hey he Uh, was an
0: offensive guy though so you didn't miss that part
2: right yeah that's the um it's I'll be honest with it's been it's been a weird week and some stuff has slipped through the cracks for me so um but yeah so Sean Lewis filled that SDSU job much like our guy Adam McClintock said an offensive guy and you knew that situation with him in Colorado wasn't sustainable after Dion pulled play-calling duties, which was super weird because they were much worse after he pulled play-calling duties right. from Sean Lewis. Um, so that was a uh, weird situation. But I, I tend to a I tend to agree with you it, with the Tony White situation. I think it's a leverage play more than anything, probably. You know, just getting floated. Maybe he got contacted by USC. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And, or his agent did at least. He's like, hey, we're just going to float this out there, see if we can get a little bit more money out of Nebraska, which I'm cool with. Give him the money, Nebraska. Sign him up. Even if it's like, hey, we can spend $500,000 on a portal QB or we can give it to Tony White. Like, let's give it to Tony White. We'll figure out the QB thing later. Um, but speaking of portal QBs, and all of that good stuff. Our guy, our guy Coach Rule
1: had some thoughts on the transfer portal. M- make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs, you know, a million to million five to two million dollars right now. So just, just, just on the same page, right? So um, <laughs> let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So, um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six, six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So. No, is that frustrating, the way where we're at now with the dollars involved? Uh, it is where it is. Yeah, it's not, no, no, you, you know, I would not let people be able to buy people off another roster. It's so simple. Like, you think about you recruit somebody and you develop them for two years and then someone comes in and takes them, and then that coach gets fired. You know, it's like, well, he actually did a pretty good job. So, Headline story.
0: Just like what we were talking about with Tony White, like that, that headline of you have to pay to get your yeah. portal QB has been plastered Everywhere. I mean, you ever look at ESPN top stories and you just kind of like scroll? All of a sudden you see Rule's name up there and you're like, oh, no, this can't Ye- be. Right? You're like, Uh-oh. I mean, based, based on where Nebraska is today, you're like, yeah.
2: this can't be. You're like, they're not making headlines for football reasons. What is this about? And he's just, he's just speaking the obvious, though.
0: I mean, yeah. he, he's, he's saying what other coaches won't say. Yeah. That, that, that's just the world that we live in. Yeah. These quarterbacks will get their money. They will get paid.
2: They will make millions of dollars and good for them. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this earlier this week where, for a lot of these guys, this is the highest earning potential they will ever have. You know, I look at guys like, you know, going all the way back, I look at guys like Tommy Frazier from the mid 90s teams where he's an option quarterback. His skill set was always going to be a weird fit at the professional level. But if NIL existed back then, do you know how valuable he would have been, not just to the University of Nebraska, but he would have been one of those, like, national commercial guys.
0: Yeah, he would have he, made 5000 a year. Uh, whoa. <laughs> oh, wait, did we not that, 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 that's not the
2: same. No, that's not, that's that not the old. inflation math there. You've got to cover the, you know. Uh, no, but you, the you guys like him, guys like Eric Crouch, you know, guys where, you know, I mean, Eric Crouch won a Heisman. You know how much money he could have made off – Off of his name, Mm -hmm. image, and likeness. Could have made a ton. You know, before that was all over. I I just, so I don't have a problem with it because it benefits the kids more than it hurts the sport. And, And that's, and listen, there is a downside to this, right? I get that. Having Cam Ward out there and fielding eight to 10 or whatever the number was of million dollar offers from teams that, Are you know, this guy's not in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. And they're just in better financial position than other than Washington State is. And listen, I'm sure he knows that if he goes somewhere else, he'd get paid more, he'd have an opportunity to win a national championship, all these things, right? I I'm kind of with Coach Rule here and I don't love the and I know you're not supposed to, but what are they going to do about it? It's not like the NCAA. I mean, the NCAA just totally mm-hmm. took their hands off the wheel on NIL. and was just like, hey, good luck, guys. We'll let the state legislatures figure well, it out. it's kind of
0: like an elevator pitch, right? Like, you see Cam Ward in the elevator, and yeah. you're just like, hey, in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should come work for me.
2: And it's not even – like, usually, it's, uh, usually they y- use an intermediary, so even if it did come back to them, they couldn't really get in trouble for it because you find somebody that knows Cam Ward. A lot of these guys have – a, a sort of representative, which the NCAA allows for. It's basically an agent. You find that guy. You say, hey, you know, if Cam were to enter the portal, I'm hearing he might be worth, you know, a million dollars to a national title contending Big Ten Are you school. Are calling this another smokescreen, Robbie? I, I, no, I'm calling this these guys use you know, talk out of the sides of their mouth so they don't get in trouble for what's coming out the front of their mouth, right? And it's the same, I mean, you see it with free agency in the NBA or the NFL where you've got tampering and nobody hardly ever gets in trouble for it because you go through these intermediaries and you top, talk in hypotheticals. And so, yeah, like, I, I wish that part of it weren't true. But I say this to people all the time about what, it, whether it's, you know, uh, NCAA rules, whether it's, like, social policies, whatever, is to get the thing that you want for the people that need it, you're going to have people take advantage of the system. And if you really want that thing for the people that need it, you have to learn to live with that. And in this situation, if you want the players to be able to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness, which I absolutely want because they deserve it and they have earned it, you're going to have to learn to live with the seedy underbelly of that side of the coin and can you try and clean it up as much as possible? Absolutely. But you're still going to have people take advantage of loopholes and gray areas and things like that and it's going, you're going to have parts of this that are never going to be pretty. You're going to have parts of this that you're never really going to like but a guy like Cam Ward deserves the money that he's going to get. He does. Like for the amount of money he brings to the school For the amount of money he brings to college football, he 1 million percent deserves it. He probably deserves a lot more. Like, for these high-level guys, the million to two million dollars is still dramatically underpaid. And when you have seven digits dangling in front
0: of somebody, especially, I mean, somebody of the age of... 20 years old 18, or 19? 40 years old, yeah. I mean, can- I'm reaching for seven digits. Listen,
2: I love Hurt Sports. As long as the uh, decimal point is like on the back Yeah, um, uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're seven digits after, before the decimal, right. not after the decimal. That doesn't help. Uh, but like I love Hurt Sports, right? Somebody comes and starts dangling seven digits in front of my face and be like, thank you guys. You'd be like a zombie, man. Appreciate the time, you're a you know. And you're reaching out, you know, and that's not that's not a reflection on me. It's not a reflection on Herdat. It's not a reflection on anybody. That's just how it is, right? And not only that, I bet Herdat would be like, dude, that's awesome. Go for it. Who wouldn't. <laughs> Something else I want to bring
0: up, and and we can do it in the next segment too. Um, obviously, there's more big names entering the portal yes. at the quarterback position. Yeah. But did it seem like Rule had some reservations about paying that price? Because when I heard his tone when he made that statement yesterday, it seemed like he wasn't happy that that is like the world that we live in now, where he has to pay that price to get somebody mm. because of all of the uncertainties that come along with it. We'll cover that next here on At Sports Radio.